0: All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 tyrants. And with that, good morning America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the US occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sons of com, And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. And boy, it's been a it's been a long week. It seems like this week for me has just drugged. I don't know why. Uh, Usually the week goes really fast, but it seems like it has just dragged on and dragged on. Drugged wasn't a good word, was it? Dragged on and dragged on uh, this week. But in any case, we're here on Saturday and uh, in preparation for the Lord's Day and gathering with God's people to hear His Word and to be obedient to that. So with that said, if you'd like to check us out online, SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, and right there on the right side of the page, you'll see that we're streaming live and you can just jump right in, blow that up, and put it on your TV. Some people say they put it on their TV, I guess, if they can stream to their television or whatever. Um, do that. And then also there's a icon down there for the platform that we're on. You can click on that and join us in the social media uh, chat room that we've got uh, set up on a number of different platforms. We're on uh, Facebook, obviously. We're on uh, dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. We're on beforeitsnews.com right at the top of the page. And also on Roku. Via cutting edge TV, and so if you want to join us in there, we'd love to have you. And uh, also Rumble, I keep forgetting Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. One word when you do the search, change it from videos to channel, you'll find us right there. Will be the should be the top video that's going live right now. If you want to join us on Rumble as well, um, scroll right up from that. That's Bradley's Show from yesterday, and you can replay that. And three o'clock p.m. two two p.m. Central. He goes live right here on sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page there. And then right above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. All you need to do there is put your email in. We don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. And uh, you get one email from us a day. That includes the morning show archive. So any of the stuff you see here, documents, videos, links, any of that stuff, will be there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Finally, if you agree with our message and you would like to help us out, Uh, We'd never ask you for money. We just tell you we have needs and trust that the Lord will move on your heart. uh, If you are so inclined and are able to help support the ministry, we appreciate that very much. Uh, Just click on that and you make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also at the top of of com, And then our store is available as well. This week we are highlighting the For the Children book, which is... Uh, authored by Stephanie Joy, who's the wife of Bradley Dean. Many of you have met her as uh, Bradley goes around the country and teaches our Christian constitutional heritage. And uh, again, this is not for the weak stomach for all, okay, at all. People have heard about abortion. They just want to say, oh, this is just some kind of social issue. Well, it is a social issue. Every issue is a social issue. It's also a moral issue. Every issue is a moral issue. And what does morality go with? It goes with law. And this is part of the problem. We don't have justice. We don't have justice for the unborn. We don't have it for the the children. We're going to talk some about that in just a little bit. We don't have it for adults. And so what Stephanie does is she combines words with images of what really goes on when an abortion is performed. And again, I've said, if your ears won't hear it, you tell it to the eyes. And that's exactly what she's done in this book. They normally go for ten dollars. They're they're kind of a thick little book, about as thick as your finger, but they're small enough to fit in your pocket. Okay, so they're normally ten dollars. This week through tonight at midnight, if you get one, if you buy one, you'll get one free. So for every one you buy, you get one free. All right, you can pass these out to your sheriff, your local reps, your state reps, um, friends who are quote-unquote, pro-choice to murder their baby. Let's just finish the sentence of what that is, the pro-choice to murder your child. Um, share that with them. It has the gospel in them. It calls them to repentance. It offers them hope of forgiveness through Jesus Christ and be reconciled back to God. So if you want to pick that up, now's the time to do it. Buy one, get one free, all right? Okay, all right. Today we've got a very special guest again along with alongside of Kate. I, I played you the video yesterday if you were watching of the arrest that was made, and uh, before I before I bring them on, what I want to do is I want to go back here and see if I can play this so that you can be reminded of what went on here. And I believe this occurred Thursday. I'll, I'll let him correct me if that if I'm wrong there. But I believe this occurred Thursday. And from what I understand, what he what he told me this morning, they were there at a, a teachers union and they wanted to speak to them about the. Giving the children these depop shots. Okay? So, um, this is the arrest of Pierce Corbin and Gucharan Singh, who is online with us. Here it is
2: audience. In, uh, you. Come you can't hide. No. Even under like the earth, we'll dig you up. You need to understand. Yeah. Get that clear to your those? head. Yeah. Those who yeah. harm our kids, we will get you. You will be held
1: accountable. go,
0: Again, they're being arrested, walked outside the building, where there are other protesters. There will be no forgiveness to those people who inject our kids. Being arrested for wanting to speak to people that have been put in a position of authority as a representative, and they won't hear you, they run from you. Um, I'll have the video up again in today's archive, and uh, you'll be able to check that out later on this morning at sonsofliberty.com, uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com. But what I want to do is welcome to the Sons of Liberty, and Singh, and also our own health and wellness expert, Kate Shimrani. Good morning, guys. Hello. Hi,
1: good morning. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that was really entertaining because I, all I could hear was, uh, you will be held accountable. Yes, yes. And as, as these two grown men are huckled out of a building. There's two children standing in police officer uniforms on the <laughs> step. Yes. I mean, how young was that woman who looked like a rabbit in the headlights? Oh, I know. Um,
0: she because looked like Metrop- she was 18.
1: She did. The Metropolitan Police, what people don't realise is they've just taken on thousands of more officers. They cut their training in half. I believe they did just over 7 weeks now the ones that have done the full training and been in uniform for years don't know the law and actually quite a few of them admitted to me and police officers and I they learn as they go along and then you've got these two children standing either side watching two grown men they don't know what they don't even know what half of us are complaining or standing up against. It's an absolute joke. And and actually, when I saw how young those two officers were, these are officers that are going to be sent to domestic violence, to murders, to all kinds of things. You tell me how people this young can even really deal with, with the, the severity of the situation. <laughs> and I'm so glad that sing continued to shout the same thing over Amen. and over again. You're going to be held accountable. You're going to be held accountable. Um, I've just done this morning. I've just been with Anna, uh, the lawyer, this morning on another show and finalising what we are doing, which I'm hoping G is going to come and join in with us because, boy, are we going to make them accountable at ground level. They're going to quake when they see what we're going to be doing. Um, but uh, it was great. I, I thought that was the best. Sorry, G-Sing, but I really enjoyed my dinner watching that <laughs> when it happened live. You know, G- it was spectacular.
0: You know, yeah, and, and G- she's calling him G-Sing, and that's kind of his name. I, I want to say, no offense, but I want to say that it's kind of like a rapper name. I'm expecting him to break out in the rapping thing there. But I understand <laughs> you're shorting things down, and I think it's a cool name. Uh, but you guys yeah. were out there. You and Pierce got together. You're going to this place, and I just learning today. You were telling me that this is teachers' union. Do you want to give people a little background to what went on right here?
2: Okay. Um, well, we approached the teachers' union, and we because they were advocating vaccine for children, and we said we demanded a meeting. So we sent them emails. We had uh, several phone calls made to them. And they refused to entertain any of our calls. So what we did, we, we told them we are coming in person. So on that day, uh, we went there in person. And uh, when we got there, uh, because what you have to realize, uh, uh, these a um, lot of these teacher unions, I think well, one of the biggest problems is because of the nature of the politics, uh, the so-called Socialist International Uh, They are so international that nobody's in charge and they don't even know who they're taking their orders from. And uh, their leadership, uh, uh, which they have at the Uh, teachers' union, Uh, they were so, uh, you know, terrified that the entire office was emptied uh, when we went there and they locked themselves uh, uh, and uh, they called the police uh, instantly. So this is the situation. These are the people who are actually threatening, uh, well, threatening to kill our kids. And when they are faced with questions, uh, we see them, uh, you know, completely disappear and use uh, authorities to, uh, well, uh, scare us off. the agents of
1: the state. Yes.
2: Yes. And they're trying to scare us off. And uh, I think one thing, uh, well, I've been to prison quite a few times with my activism. Uh, Well, one thing I could tell people is, uh, well, you get, uh, when you go to prison for something like this and you spend uh, uh, about 10 hours in the it gives you a sense of uh, clarity and a meaning. So don't be afraid of being uh, put inside. And you're on the right path and you're fighting for the right reason. There is, uh, th- there is no need for fear. And we are on the right path. Amen. And uh, God is with us. And these people, uh, you should have seen uh, the teachers' union and their reps, how they were running around. They were running around like headless chickens, refusing, <laughs> completely, completely refusing to speak to us. And this, you know, we were just sitting there on the sofa telling them, look, we need, a, we need a meeting. We need to know why you're doing this. They were just, you know, one call after the other. They were running up and down the stairs, calling the police. He was calling. You know, they were complaining about each other. Why why is this, that, the other? And, uh, and you know, the situation is such that we need to realize these are paper tigers, all of these people. Amen. Their common, yeah, all of their communism and all of their ideology. Uh, is meaningless, and uh, it just we need to confront them on their face and tell them that we are not afraid of them, and they will have to look.
0: So, Singh let we, me let me ask you this: you you guys are sitting on the sofa. You've asked to have a meeting with basically representatives in this area. I mean, they are that yeah. to some extent. And I mean, are you are you are you shooting spit wads at them? Are you throwing paper at them? Are you nothing? We are were you painting the walls it. or anything. Are you just sitting there saying we'd like to have a meeting with these people? Yeah, yeah, we. Uh,
1: uh, we he is, is in his seventies and looks like a granddad. He's yeah. he's hardly a threat to anyone if you watch him. Yeah,
2: and we ordered a pizza and we were sitting on the <laughs> we were sitting on the table and waiting because we knew it's going to take time. But the thing was, you know, the front <laughs> office they all disappeared inside and locked them, uh, themselves inside and started complaining that their life was under threat. Oh and, lord,
0: uh, what a bunch of sissies.
2: Uh, this is! This is the kind of uh, you know one thing I'm surprised about is because. Uh, there was about over 100 police officers uh, uh, with 10 police vans coming down there and the national media has completely stayed uh, quiet about this entire situation and we really have to understand that uh, when the national media is keeping quiet about it uh, you, you actually hurt them uh, where it really hurts so this is i think we have uh, uh, our protest as a uh, made clear to them that we will be back and we'll be back in bigger numbers, and uh, we are not going to stay quiet. Amen. And uh, your, uh, you know, your entire agenda will be exposed, and we will oppose you every step of the way.
0: Hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, uh, Kate has sent me the video, and I played it a little uh, at the end of yesterday's show. And again, I was kind of struck like you, Kate, that the. At, how young, that the, the one lady, she looks like, again, like she's 18 or something. And all
1: the police officers. There were so many yeah. police officers. So many police officers. Pierce is, is, is in his 70s. Mm. Jesus standing there on his own. And the bit about being arrested. So, you know, I, I, I was arrested and spent 32 hours in Charing Cross. I fasted on water. I came out five pounds lighter, having had a good sleep. It was like a free spa. <laughs> um, and it is, it is a good time for reflection but when you see the police officers that were sent there in their vans outside all sitting there side by side having a jolly roaming round, it's like it's like the boys club they're all sitting there in their vans and that didn't make the media and they're they're all coming in there heavy-handed and they their role is civilians in uniform. They're there to uphold the law and protect us, the people. Well, so, let me
0: let me interrupt just a second, and I want you to continue. Quiet. I'm going to play the rest of that video there. I want people to see how many police vans are and all these white shirts you see, in there are all the cops at this one location for these two guys who've ordered a pizza and just want to have a conversation. But go ahead, Kate. You <laughs> talk. I just want people to understand what I'm going to be showing them. Go ahead, Kate.
1: Yeah, so look, you can see them all in there, all having a jolly, all on full pay. All of them have been working during all of the unlawful lockup when people are losing their homes and using food banks. And these lot are on full pay, forgetting that we, the people, with our council tax, pay for this. They are civilians in uniform of the people, for the people, not there to carry out the tyrannical requests of a government that we voted in if you do indeed believe in a true democratic society. And what they're now acting as is agents of the state. When you have two gentlemen, one who is in his 70s and not in the best of health, sitting down ordering a pizza, what are they going to do? Batter the teachers with the box. I mean, it is utterly ridiculous. And then you've got the two the two children, Police. That's very rude of me to say that. But I mean, I personally don't believe in in giving jobs of this nature to such young people. When they don't have any, um, they don't have really any experience of life and how human beings do do respond to stress. But look at this lot, all sat in their van on full pay. Yeah, and um, for two guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they would have known two men. But you see, this is the problem. What we have now are agents of the state. That yep. that the, the nurses, the doctors, the paramedics, the test centres, the injectors. I mean. that that are supposed to do three hours training on consent. I'd like to see that. And they are all using the agents of the state to protect them from us, the people. Well, when the day of reckoning comes, and it will come because history's taught us that, ignorance will be no excuse in a court of law. And you're all going to be held accountable. So all of those advocating this experimental, unlicensed, untested, uninsured injection which is not a vaccination. It does not stimulate an immune response nor stop transmission. It is indeed a device and it's bioengineering. And they are advocating it. That makes them war criminals. And they are advocating this. So when the children start dropping, which they will, because we know that in the UK alone, there have been over 1,500 deaths. Since January, over a million adverse events, over nine and a half thousand acute cardiac incidents. We know that children have already died. So, when they start injecting children in their numbers and they start dying, the other thing that history teaches us is they're not going to come after the government, they're not going to come after um, the police, they're going to come after the perpetrators of the crime those ones that actually did the crime. And and history does teach us that. So if we look at what happened in wars all over the world, yes, people do stand trial afterwards. But let's go right down to ground level. What do the people do in the villages and towns to the perpetrators of those who colluded with the enemy and harmed their loved ones and families? They take matters into their own hands. So if you're out there advocating something of which you know absolutely nothing about, and if you did, you wouldn't do it. And there have been 1,500 deaths. And just to put that into perspective here, as they keep quite rightly pointing out, I had an aesthetics business doing Botox cheek filler, lip filler, peels. I did that because it allowed me to work when my children were at school. I haven't worked in the NHS for years, nor would I want to since I had cancer and saw medicine for what it was. So if I'd been told at this point, if you use bocature or Asilo or any other brand of botulinum toxin type A, we've had 1500 people die since January. I would stop using it immediately I wouldn't take the risk of killing someone. So why are they taking the risk of killing someone? And why are these teachers? I'd like to say that these are the people we entrust to teach our children, the ones who are supposed to be educated, but they're not. They're just acting like the monkey for the organ grinder, and he's throwing them peanuts. So they're saying, get your injection, get your injection. And I don't know whether you're aware they don't have they've not they're not mandating injections for the House of Commons. So the gangsters on the hill, they don't need to have it in their job. Oh no, but they're telling everyone else down the food chain they need to. So for all you teachers out there that are saying get the injection or you nurses that are saying hashtag inject the children, you're going to be the war criminals of tomorrow. That's exactly what you're going to be. That's right. And history, if you look back teaches us that it teaches us that so if it makes them uncomfortable and they need to ring the police on two blokes ordering a pizza one in a turban on one who's an oap an old age pensioner then it's because they're on the wrong side of the law and they damn well know it and yes. right now they've got the monkeys in uniforms acting as agents of the state but they won't be exempt either so let's just watch it all unfold but uh, next time g goes he's going to text me because i'm coming
0: <laughs> with my policy. <posse. laughs> <With my body. laughs> well, I, you know, yeah, and they, they'll really fear Lee. Lee's just going to look at him and go, like, you guys just don't want to mess with me. I, I know. You know, one of the things that that we talk about here, uh, and we not, not only talk about it with with what you guys are doing, uh, but we speak about it in terms of a lot of different things. The LGBTQ WXYZ indoctrination. We talk about uh, the everything is aimed at our children. doesn't matter what comes yeah. down the pike. Ultimately, you end up seeing it's going for the children. And, uh, and those agendas are there. And, you know, Jesus warned about this kind of thing. He said, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin... It would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Now, we know the Bible talks about the life of the flesh is in the blood, not to mix things, uh, including that which is in us. We're not to drink blood or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's why God says, you know, you, you got to get your meat well done there. You don't you don't partake of the, the, the blood. We've got all those things. We're to teach our children properly uh, about the, these, these kinds of things that God has given us as commands. And yet, what happens? The the state has usurped the position of God. It has become a tyrannical beast, and both of you in the in England there are standing up against that in different ways. And um, so, G Singh, one of the things that I want to ask you is, you came on the first time that we had you on. this great show, and you talked about if they lock you down, they aim to starve you out. And we showed some um, video uh, from India that was just. As far as the eye could see, even though the the car was moving or whatever, uh, showing the, all that food that was just left out in the rain. It's just purposely being destroyed. It was a, it's a man-made famine, uh, I think is the conclusion that we come to. And you're going from that into this. And you talked about prison. And I, I wanna, Probably I'm going to throw two things at you at once. But you go from that to this. You're seeing the wrong that's being done over, and you're running to fight where you can be of help wherever you see the wrong being done. And I I applaud that. But what's it like? Have you had to endure any uh, arrests or anything in other places that you've gone to? You told us you went to Asia and some other places like Mm -hmm. that. Have you had to endure any arrests for, for speaking out against the the evils that are being committed against the people in other places as well?
2: I think in the human right uh, work, you get arrested uh, many times. I think I've been arrested in, uh, Africa uh, quite a uh, couple of times, uh, Israel. Israel, they, Israel. first they invited me for uh, a meeting and then they kept me for 10 hours on the uh, airport and they detained me and then they sent me back off and uh, uh, quite a few places. But I think what you realize is uh, it, it general consensus is that when uh, the reason uh, people who advocate Uh, human rights the reason they are locked up is because they don't want the people who are not in chains to stay in prison because we are being imprisoned because we are free but the people who are uh, living inside a prison they don't want them to be freed by us and that is a you know philosophical idea which uh, we're always trying to get through to people look the only reason they want to imprison us because you already are in prison. It's just you can't see the prison. Yep. That's the that's the problem. So everything else, you know, the, yeah, I've been uh, well in uh, Asia when we uh, we saw the what the uh, Red Cross and all the United Nations uh, camps were doing. Uh, well, we were threatened. You know, you be shot or you leave uh, first flight, and they d- literally drove us to the. Uh, the airport and uh, there's been quite a few incidents but I think this one uh, uh, where we are uh, with the global situation uh, you know there was a unique experience in the cell and uh, I felt you know uh, well I felt at peace and I felt the presence of uh, God and that uh, he was with us and we don't need to worry.
0: Amen. Well, I, I, yeah, and I, I'm glad. I'm glad for that. You made mention of something there, though, where you talked about you're free even though you're been, you've been put in prison while other people are walking around thinking they're free, but they're in the prison of their own mind. And I've made reference to this before. You know, Jesus says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I, I go, okay, is that true or not? Well, I believe it's true because it's the Word of God. And so when Paul goes to prison, is Paul free or is he not free? Well, he's free because freedom is a state of mind, mm. and our liberty is what we're able to do. That, In other words, the liberty would be the able to go about and do what we're doing. So we may be restrained from that if we go to prison, our liberty, but our freedom is a state of mind. And so I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that's very important for people to grasp that people they, no one can take your freedom away. That's internal. They they can take your liberty away. That's something that's external, but they can't take away your freedom. And so I'm I'm glad that you you brought that up uh, with regard to what you guys are doing. Um, what else is what else went on after this when they when they arrested you? What what took place here? You got because we just showed the people. There's like I, I think I counted about seven police vans. Okay, yeah. full of cops, agents of the state. That's what I call them too, Kate. You're saying that now. They're agents of the state. That's where they get their pay and um they're un- but now <clears throat> what do they do with you after they arrest you what's the process there and how how long are you being held before you're released
2: uh, well basically they put up these false allegations against uh, me and Pierce for you know for all kind of things that I went inside and I went all rambo and I beat up the security guards and I beat up the personnel I beat six of them up I beat the people who were working in the and, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, and uh, they put up the whole uh, false story. But uh, uh, the long story short, I think uh, they it, it's, a, it's a part of uh, uh, intimidation, really. Arrest is a form of intimidation. There's uh, nothing more to it because the situation we are in at the moment, we have to realize that, uh, well, either, either we fight on the front line or they will come at you in your house and don't be in any doubt that they are coming for you. People like us, okay, we'll fight on the front line and whatever happens, happens. It's a it's a part of the game. But you at your home, when they come for you, well, your chances of putting up a fight are very minimal because when they come for homes, they will not come in, uh, uh, you know, uh, nice uniforms and with flowers. They will come with, uh, you know, it would be a, uh, well, you're you look, looking at a full military, uh, you know, uh, vehicle turning up uh, your front door. Because don't be in any doubt, uh, there are a lot of people who even now think this is, uh, you know, this is a bit of a charade and it will be over. They are mistaken. This is this is beginning, and it's only going to get bad and bad and bad. They want to remove the human race. There is no other agenda here. It is an anti-human agenda, and they want to wipe out the human race. And these people, uh, either the police or these teachers, they think they are looking forward to their some kind of, you know, their socialist utopia. Uh, they're very well mistaken. There is no uh, political utopia at the end of it. At the end of it, it's plain and simple death to all.
0: Yeah. Well. The, I, yeah. Once. Yeah. Hang on a second. Once. Once they deal yeah. with what they're doing right now they're going to be the next ones. That's what they yeah, don't yeah, understand. Yeah. They haven't learned anything from history. And mm-hmm. so the useful idiots and the, uh, the easily controlled will be the first ones off after they take out that front line, so to speak. They'll be the, yeah. they'll be the next one in line. So that, you know, they're just biding their time. And Bradley and I were talking about that yesterday, and I said, Bradley, this is exactly what Scripture says. The wages of sin is death. And the idea of sin is transgression of the law. That's what John says. as things first John three four. The wages of sin is death, and ultimately, if these people are going to side with those who are not only attacking adults, uh, deceiving them, lying to them, but then going after innocent children who, you know, aren't able to figure out any of this, these kinds of things. They say they have consent for these things. Uh, that they can they can just do it when mom and dad doesn't know and things. Man, you talking about uh, being worthy of hell? Uh, these are the kind of people, and you were calling it out as you walked out the door. As they were as they had handcuffed you, you were calling it out. You're you're not going to escape this. We're going to hold you accountable to these things. Kate, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's, you know this is uh, this came for me. So I I'm a mom of four. I have been a nurse for 36 years, independent nurse prescriber. I am now on the barring and disclosure list, the same list that they put pedophiles and sex offenders on, with no trial, nothing. They've placed me on it. One of the things that they state as to why I'm on it is they've said that I've said people with COVID-19 should cough on one another and spread it around. Nowhere have I ever said that, but obviously I'm going to fight this. But what they try and do, and it's exactly what G Sing said, they try and shut us up in any way they can. Any way they can, they try and shut us up. We both know the stakes are so high. People don't realise. They think their lives, oh, it's all going to get back to normal. We'll get our two jabs. We can go to football and we can go on our holidays. That is a typical British mentality. I've heard so many people say that in the last seven days. I even heard a football coach saying well you know to go to a football he's pre- provide he's prepared to do anything have two injections so that he can get to football he doesn't That's because he's an idolater him. the idolatry yep. absolutely it's idolatry this is all a test so people don't realize that when the likes of g-sing and myself who when god is with you no one can be against you when people like us are out of the way there's no one fighting for them no one so when they come for them it means it's much worse than when they're coming for us because if it's got to the stage where they're coming for them in their homes it means that what we are trying to do has failed and now they're really in trouble that's what that means and we don't have fear I don't have fear of death and just going back. I just was put onto this book you might like this Tim and everyone all of you it's called Romans 13 COVID-19 because it tells us in Romans exactly where we're at right now it tells us in all scripture this is the most fantastic book and when you read it and you put it to Romans 13 you'll understand exactly where we're at and where we're going and you know this is this is the this is the mentality these people I keep hearing all the time, "Oh, you can't use Nuremberg," but actually, page one eighty-one in this, this the trial, the Nuremberg military trials book, it tells us that you you can't have an experiment that is using coercion or any other means to make you have it. So this is an experimental injection. That's exactly what it is. To twenty-two, twenty-three, and by telling you, you've got to have it to do your. University um, exams, or, or to get into school, or to keep your job, or to go to your activities, or even to have hospital treatment—that's coercion. Yes, and it that is. means they are all—they're uh, all under Rome statute going to stand.
0: That's right. That's and, right.
1: And so, I, uh, you know, I w- when going back to what G. Sing said about when he was in the cell, he felt at peace. I've told you this, Tim. When I was in the cell. They left me with my stilettos on and my cape, which is quite bizarre uh, <laughs> Like around. And my every time I wear that cape, I get arrested. I'm not wearing it anymore. But anyway, um, I I took my shoes off and I had my feet on the floor. And the first thing I did was prayed on my knees. Then a little bit later, I had my feet together when I'd been out and spoken to the lawyer on the phone. And I had a great big light around my feet. And I thought, well, oh, it must be from the light above. And I looked again at my feet and it was a huge light and I moved my feet apart and the light was around each foot and I felt completely at peace. I knew that I was exactly where I needed to be at that point in time because we're never given any more than we can handle. And um, so so for me, let them do it. God has me. He has me. He's guiding me. I say my prayers in the morning. I say it on the garden. I say it in the shower. I always say, please, Lord, speak through me and everything comes And what we are working on now is right down at grassroots level. It's to make the perpetrators of criminal harm, where you are literally pushing something into the integrity of someone's body, where they are not gaining true informed consent. We're going to make them accountable for their acts and their omissions. And nothing like I was just doing my job or I was told to do it or I didn't know, or well, I didn't know they were doing that. Oh, it wasn't me; it was him. It's not going to. It's not going to stand in your defense. And um, all these people, again, it's it all goes against scripture because they're all doing it for their own selfish ways. It's like, like you say, idolatry. Football, wanting to go on holiday, me, me, me. Um, it's not thinking about the next generation. Really, you know, I, I'm in my late fifties. It's about the children, because if you kill the children, that's humanity ended. And these are Satanists. And the devil comes to lie and steal. And that's exactly what's happening. Even they're being lied to, these people that think that they're going to get eternal life. This head of Google idiot who's talking about, you know, uh, everything being a hologram and having eternal life. They don't realize that's not eternal life. So ultimately they're all going to lose their lives that's exactly what this is about there's nothing conducive to health in that injection nothing but there's everything that is going to kill you in there so you know they for them to suddenly think it's okay it's okay for everyone to get it so they can go on holiday they're not thinking about their children and their children's children and their children's children's children it's the death of humanity yep. but we have to remember god it's almost like a test of intelligence <laughs> that's exactly what it's like even the most educated among us are idiots mm-hmm. uh, but in fact i think the more educated they are the more idiotic they are oh, i the think the easier
0: are, yeah i think are. the i think the i think the more educated people are sometimes the easier it is to be deceived i mean i've seen that a lot uh you were talking about god protecting you know we, we talked about psalm 91 a lot uh, holding to that, I've done a show in which I, I bring people and show them uh, the stories from World War One, World War Two, where our soldiers carried the cards of uh, Psalm 91 in them. They would recite them miraculously delivered from the enemy, even when they didn't have any bullets or guns and they were being fired at them. You know, I think of Psalm 32, verse 7 says, You're a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Uh, so that's there. Um, so I want to go back to the fact that, and reiterate, God is the one who protects those who are doing what he says. I mean, he says that he's the father of the fatherless, a protector of widows. Uh, that 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 their holy habitation is in God Himself. And G Sing, you were gonna you were gonna chime in, and I, I gave it over to Kate. But I, I want to give you a chance to say what was on your mind there uh, before I before I gave it over to Kate.
2: Um, I think uh, there are two kinds of people uh, which we uh, really facing. Really, there's one. Uh, who are really committed to actually this whole uh, agenda at the moment, because uh, we should not be in doubt that there is a group of people uh, within our society which are well, uh, who commit, uh, completely committed to this idea, uh, even regardless of the social or economic uh, position. And, uh, well, my message to those people, I think um, in Nuremberg would be uh, an easy way out because uh, that would be more of a lawful and there would be some reason involved in that. But if that is failing, then the militias take over. Then between, militias, between militias and God, the justice is served That's in right. its own way and there would be no forgiveness and there would be no uh, no mercy. Sh- yeah, no mercy shown to anybody. And uh, people uh, need to be clear about this because uh, what, the society works on the uh, you know the balance of reason. And if you are taking out reason, people are going to become unreasonable. And right. then you your you know your ideology, you know your socialist internationalism and all this uh, nonsense is not going to save you.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. You know, I had a friend, and he he said to me, "It's been several years ago." He even did a. We even have the article up at sonslibertymedia.com, If I remember, I'll put it in the archive today. But he was saying, you know, we're seeing the communists come out. We're seeing uh, all of these anti freedom, you know, fascists and socialists from the past. We're seeing them raise their ugly heads, and he says they need a beat down. And when most people say, say things like that, what they mean is, you know, they need to be told off and this, that. And he goes, no, they need a beat down because they don't understand anything other than the very force or the violence that they are promoting. They, they don't understand mm-hmm. reason. They don't submit to law. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you're exactly right. That's where it's going to end up going to if the people don't deal with them now under the law. Mm-hmm. While we mm-hmm. have reason, while we have still some semblance of of a system that's supposed to provide justice and if they don't do that that's what's going to happen that is just inevitable and and people can say that's unchristian whatever read your bible you you see it all over god said come now let us reason together that he's talking to israel and he's he's trying to get them to see look i've given you the law i put it before you i said i'm putting before you life and death choose life don't choose death in fact, he says, why would you do that? Why would you go and choose death? I'll provide you uh, honey from the comb. I'll provide you the finest of, of wheat for your bread. I'll, I'll provide you uh, wine off the leaves. And yes, that's alcoholic wine, folks. He says, I'll do all of these things for you. I'll care for you. Haven't I shown myself faithful in the past? And you won't do it. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take another army that I'm going to call my army, and I'm going to bring them against you to destroy you, to lead you into captivity, to lead your children into that, because you will not listen. You're stubborn, you're stiff-necked, you're, you're hard-headed, and there's only one way to deal with you when you get to that particular yeah. point. So you're exactly right. I think there is a group
2: of people uh, who are already beyond reason, and uh, there would be uh, that scenario that they will face. There should be no doubt. Uh, when all uh, else fails. It's only righteous uh, that the sword is being used, and that's historically always been the case. And there's there should be no uh, fear or uh, any doubt that when no all means uh, have uh, you know failed, that we need uh, uh, you know to trust in our own judgment. And but the problem remains: we need to be very careful that there are these people today that who are completely, uh, they completely understand what they're doing and they're completely committed to this idea and there would be no reasoning with them. And uh, I think because of that, we need to be, because what we're seeing now is we're seeing the the entire movement uh, globally in itself, uh, the way it's moving. Uh, There is a a lot of uh, propaganda coming at the movement, individuals, organizations, everybody is trying to dismantle uh, the resistance globally. And what we have to realize is that entire propaganda is coming from this group, this group of people who are actually committed and majority of them, when we look at into majority, even if uh, we were talking about these teachers union, majority of their leadership uh, is, uh, you know, childless, majority of them are into, uh, you know, weird, crazy, demonic, uh, you know, child sacrifice when we're talking about abortion. We have to realize uh, it is a form of child sacrifice. Right. There should be no there should be no doubt about it. And historic fact of the Aryans, they believed all along. Uh, I think the the oldest form uh, of uh, mm. the, the purest form of child sacrifice is abortion, and they used to uh, the current metho- uh, methodology they use for abortion. That was uh, well. I don't want to be too uh, you know grotesque, but that's the kind of. Uh, uh, implements they introduced at that time for that uh, child sacrifice, because they believed in the purity of, uh, you know, killing kids, uh, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the womb. And so we have to be very clear that this ideology, it is at the end, idealistic conflict, this entire scenario, yep. everything we are facing, it's an idealistic conflict. It is evil complete absolute evil trying to wipe
0: us out well it it, is you know gutrin listen it's a it's a it's a it's a difference of worldviews either people are going to submit to the creator and to his laws or they're going to they're going to try to be the creator just like their their daddy the devil they're going to try to be the creator and make their own laws it's the same it's Mm -hmm. the same deception that uh, adam and eve fell into into the garden they they looked at the fruit and God says, Don't touch you know, you can have anything in the whole garden I've given there. Just this one tree, don't eat of it. And they looked at it and the Bible says, It hit their eyes, they saw it was good for food, it was good to make one wise, and what did they do? They said, mm, it looks pretty yummy to me. I'm gonna have a bite, even though God said not to, and he gave me all this other stuff that I could that I can enjoy. And it was, you know, what John talks about—the lust of the eyes, the the lust of the flesh, the pride of life—all of those were combined there, and they drew the people into it. I want to ask you both something there, um, as far as what's going on. What are the what's the fruit of what you have coming out? You know, Kate, when we covered Trafalgar Square and uh, we were getting strikes left and right on the uh, on the YouTube channel, they finally pulled it down. But we covered Trafalgar Square last last year. I think it was last September. It's been almost a year. Uh, we covered you there, you know, emceeing that, and there were tens of thousands of people there. Within that year, we're looking at like two million people taking to the streets like every weekend or every other week or something like this in protest in England. And when I had um, Gareth Ike on this week, one of the things he said was, yeah, man, we saw some of the riot police taking off their hats and sitting on the ground. And he says, you know, internationally, this is seen as a symbol to say, look, yeah, we're here because we're getting paid to be here. But we're really with you guys. And we've seen this in Italy. We've seen the uh, the, the riot police put down their shields. We've seen the even the the, the quote-unquote vaxxed going and burning their, their passport cards uh, and standing with the unvaxxed to say, no, we're not going to live in an apartheid state kind of deal like this. What are you guys seeing anything that's coming from what you're doing besides just the numbers growing in the protest? Are you are you seeing people have have their minds and their hearts changed over this whole idea?
2: I think well, one thing all, which is coming
0: out. OK, hang so on. Hang on. Back. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. Um, Kate, you want to go? because, And I'll let you finish up. G-Sing.
1: So first of all, just one thing that's really important. That I, I just have to when Jason talking about abortion. This injection, for anyone who's injecting, because we've had grab a jab in pregnant women, when you're pregnant, there's two lives then. That's the, the mom and the baby. Now, we have laws in this country that when you get over a certain gestation in pregnancy, that's classed as viable. If that baby is born, it will live. So if the mother, say you attack a mother and she dies and she's, whatever, 28 weeks pregnant, that baby, had it have been born, it would have lived. There was a good possibility it would have lived. So you get charged with the murder of the two, the mother and the child. So we have to remember that, that the child has rights as well when you're injecting the mother. So for you injectors out there and you nurses and doctors that are injecting these pregnant women whose babies are dying, and this is fact, you're killing two, two there. And uh, that is also, you're gonna stand trial for that. Absolutely. Um, What we see happening here is when I came out in February of 2020 on the Facebook Live, on the radio show that I worked on, I was ridiculed. I was mocked. I said, you're going to need an injection, this vaccination to travel. And I was laughed at. And and here we are. So when I I see that everywhere I go, if I go to Brighton, I go to Eastbourne, everywhere I go, I get recognised. People come and shake my hand. I don't get ridiculed and shouted at I, I by the idiot at the uh, test centre the other day who swore at me, and Lee was straight down the, the hill. But, um, you know, majority, people are coming up to me all the time. For me to go out randomly wherever I go and have someone, even the lady whose house has just agreed, and I'm buying when I went to see her house, in the middle of nowhere, she said, are oh, you the Kate Shamarani?" I said, uh, I'm Kate Shimoni. the famous Kate Chimroni. <laughs> I said, are you the famous Kate Shimoni? I said, oh, gosh. And I said, I am Kate Shimoni." She said, I'm your fan. She gave me a massive hug.
0: <laughs> so
1: this is an old couple, an old couple in a rural off-grid house, and they knew me. So that what that tells me is, not for me, I don't care, the message is getting out yep, everywhere. That's right. Now, I'm quite, easily to, I'm quite easy to spot with the blonde hair, Jason's quite easy to spot because he's the biggest Indian bloke I know, tallest one I know and with the turban. But we are, we're quite easy to spot. But when you see, you know, maybe 20,000 on the streets, now we are a year and a half in and you see almost 2 million on the streets. And I was outside Tony Blair's house speaking to you live on radio, Tim. And there was a whole line of police officers. And I said, here we are outside the war criminal, Tony Blair's house, responsible for the murder of two million non-combatant men, women, and children. And, and our civilians in uniform are protecting him. And a cop closed his eyes, blinked at me very slowly, and nodded his head. I, I You know, I knew what that meant. He was agreeing with me. So there comes a, I think there, there comes a, I was in that ridiculous um, article by RT saying they're ready for a riot and I've got fighting talk and I'm going to be the one that's causing the riot. I'm the the poster girl for this anti-vax movement. I'm not. But I think what's happening is um, people are not stupid and they're seeing it more and more and more. And people that have had one injection and have got very sick, they feel cheated. They don't want to have two. People that have had two are feeling cheated. People are seeing their loved ones being mistreated in hospital or not getting treatment. And they're starting to feel cheated. They're starting to feel like their choices to not have it are being taken away. So what you're starting to see is even those that were for it are now starting to join those that aren't. And people are saying, well, I'm not anti-vax, but I don't agree with this, that people should be persecuted because they're not injected. That's right. And we had... Tony Blair saying that we've now got to identify, a uh, uh, show and identifying. Why not just stick the Star of David on us? Yeah. Or a yellow triangle. Um. Why don't we just bring out the big pointy hats again with the holes cut in them and some nooses? Now <laughs> I'm sure that's going to offend everyone out there. I'm not saying I'm going to do yeah, that. Kate, but
0: Kate, how offensive is that? Yeah, Kate. Kate, can you hold, hold? Can you guys hang over for just a little bit? I want to close out the show, and the, can you hang over for a little bit?
2: Yeah, yeah, no problem.
0: Okay, because I want to give you a chance to speak to uh, G-Sing and, and talk about something else. Um, I just want to let the audience know, yesterday at the end of the show, I opened up the phone, my, my personal phone line. Well, not my personal, it's the Google Voice thing, for Stephen to call in. And Stephen didn't call, and then as soon as I cut off the thing, the thing, the phone rang. So he was dialing as he was. He wasn't a coward or any of that. We had a, a lengthy discussion, maybe 30, 45 minutes. And it was a good, it was a productive discussion, and I think he's more in line with, uh, you know, somebody who was in the, the chat this morning who says, you know, I I supported Trump, but boy, there's there's a lot of problems here. It's just some things get lost in the chat. So I wanted to let let people know Stephen did call, and we had a great conversation. So if he comes in the chat again, you know, don't treat him as an outcast. I I call him out to say, hey, call on the phone and stuff. He did do that. I want to let you know that he did that. And uh, it was a good conversation. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, Sons of Liberty dot com. Have a great weekend. Lord's Day. We'll talk to you on Monday, 6 a.m. See you. OK, we want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I didn't mean to cut you off too quickly, Kate. Do you want to finish up your thoughts there and then we'll turn it over to g Uh
1: Yeah. So so it's te- we're being we're, we're being shown. People are wake waking up. I don't know what they're doing, but they're out there. They're out on the streets. They're saying I'm not going to have it. And it's very haunting what I was saying about um, history teaches us that it's it's the mob, isn't it? When the mob come to the door with the pitchforks, they're a lot less gracious than when the police come. And I like the way that uh, Juicing put it. But the angry mob, when they start to see their brothers and sisters, their friends, their work colleagues that have had their injections a little bit before they have, getting sick and starting to die, and they know that they've had theirs, and they see the rest of us who haven't had it and we're not sick, they're not stupid. They're, they're really not. They're not going to come after us. Well, some of them might, but they're not. They're going to go after the perpetrators of these crimes. If we look back to um, Poland and what the Nazis did, well, any of the wars, collaborators, what the people did in the villages and the towns... They didn't wait for the local collaborators to be dealt with. They dealt with them themselves and they showed no mercy at all, no mercy whatsoever to those that collaborated with the perpetrators of crimes against the people. And if people feel that there is no justice to be had because right to the very top, you've got our judicial system completely complicit in all of this, then they're going to go their own way. And that's exactly what history's taught us. I watched a video recently. I'm just going to say this before I finish. Apart from, please do get this book. Uh, I watched a video and I think it was in Pakistan. I'm telling you, I had complete respect for those guys. They'd chased the police right back up the road. And then the police came back down in an armored truck, ran over one of them, who actually oh got up. And his mates helped him, and he limped off. Now, whether he collapsed later. And then I saw them in Ukraine. Did you see in Ukraine? They had piles of rubble. They had motorbike helmets on. They had pitchforks, garden tools, And they literally turned back on the cops. That's what they did. Nice. You, you, do have a, you do have a right when your life is under threat to use equal and opposing force. So if someone's coming at you with an experimental, unlicensed, uninsured, untested injection, to me, that's that's someone that's wanting to take my life, and I will use all force that's necessary right. to make sure that they they don't. And if I'm going to go down, I'm not going down on my own. Thanks.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. G. Singh. I think uh, two things which has come out of the protest. Uh, Firstly, I think uh, there's a a number of people who haven't taken the second jab, and that's up to uh, the numbers which we are receiving is nearly disparity between the first jab and the second jab is as much as 11 million people. So the number of people who had severe reaction from the jab could be as much as uh, 11 million people. And second figure, which I wanted to get to you, Is uh, the young people now? We are in a situation in UK where they have to, where they're literally shutting down vaccine centres because nobody's coming down to receive their vaccine, and that's been uh, uh, a political win. But one of the biggest problem, which I think uh, we need to be clear about, is that they are not going to stop. That this is not a uh this is not a campaign which they're going to just use this they're just going to carry on this is uh, they, they are going to come to your houses these people in their houses who think this is uh, you know this is just going to be over this is just going to blow over it's not going to blow over they're not going to stop this is a campaign for the extermination of the human race. If they, if they're thinking, you know, uh, the government is passing laws uh, which are looking to inject, you know, six-year-old kids. You know, I got children, I got four children, and they're all in school, and they're forcefully, without my permission, want to inject uh, my kids with vaccine. Uh, this is the, how far they have fallen. They are not going to stop. We need to be clear about it. You are much better off fighting on the front line than dying uh, as a victim in your house, I hiding. I you agree. need to be very clear about it. There's no point being a victim in your house, hiding, mm. being afraid. There is no need to uh, have any fear of these people. You need to be on the front line and fight as much as you can.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of uh, something that you guys were, were talking about, and Kate, you were you were finishing off that too, if somebody comes at you to, to inject your body with a deadly poison. You know, God was very clear in Genesis chapter 9. After the flood, he said, whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed. Okay? Not not, not just uh, God's going to do something to you, man's going to do something to you. And I think of the whole reason in, in the United States, while we have a Second Amendment, is to protect the right to keep and bear arms. Look, as far as I'm concerned, Supreme Court, you can rule all you want that says, I can't take my gun outside, i got to keep it in the house, i got to keep it locked up. The state, you can do the same thing, and you know what I say to you? You've been given no authority to tell me what to do with my arms as long as I'm not committing a crime. But I want people to understand, I posted this the other day, and I think, Kate, you may have shared this with me on Telegram, but I pointed this. What rights has, uh, then has a citizen in resisting an unlawful arrest? And you can bet your bottom dollar if they come to you to do this, they're going to be coming with the police. It will be a, deta- a, a, de- a detaining of you in order to perform this shot. That That's the way they'll do it. It will be an unlawful arrest. And here's what we have, at least this is from the states. An arrest without warrant is a trespass, an unlawful assault upon the person, and how far one thus unlawfully assaulted may go in resistance is to be determined as in other cases of assault. Life and liberty are regarded as standing substantially on one foundation, life being useless without liberty, and the authorities are uninformed that where one is about to be unlawfully deprived of his liberty, he may resist the aggressions of the officer to the extent of taking the life of the assailant, if that be necessity to preserve his own life or prevent infliction upon him of some great bodily harm. The State versus Gum, 1910. And uh, so this is when they actually understood that, hey, the re- the reason you have a right to keep and bear arms is to protect yourself, not just from the criminal who's going to come in to steal your stuff or harm your family, even from those who are in a legitimate position of authority who abuse that authority to come and attack you or unlawfully arrest you. Guys, we got to get it in our heads. There are a lot of people out there who might be good guys who would never do something like this. But as we've seen over and over and over, we're seeing that they have been moving in that direction. The Internet has given us a, a view into certain police departments in this country. Not all of them, but but some of them definitely for sure, who are corrupt top to bottom. It's not a few bad apples in there. It's a It's the whole thing. And then we see them in others. As long as police officers are willing to hold their other police officers accountable in these things, I'm fine with that. I think that's a good thing. And I've had police officers tell me, "You're right when you say these things. We're against that too." But uh, but yeah, this is this is coming if we don't deal with it. And G. I think you're exactly right. Kate and I talked about this for you know since I've met her that the best the best way to protect yourself is to be out in the sunlight, so to speak. You put yourself out in the light. Put the truth out there. Let them worry more about what you're going to do than you're worried about what they're going to do to you.
2: Mm. I think the illusion or the perception of uh, when you are on the on the ground of you as a resistance is much stronger than the resistance itself because uh, when you're there, they have to deal with you. Because, but if you're in your house... They can choose. They can, you know, it's their scenario. They control the entire scenario. In terms of security, it's just your house and you. It's very easy. But when you're out with people and, you know, you do it, then the scenario, you have a fighting chance. In your home, you have no fighting chance. There is uh, resistance uh, from a dugout is a failure. You're better uh, hiding in the open and fighting.
0: Yeah. Kate.
1: Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm G-Sing's biggest fan. There's a piece of footage out there where there's a load of there's a load of cops. It was the day we were outside Parliament, Tim, and there's loads of cops with their helmets on and their riot gear and their stab vests and their uniform. It was so hot that day that even me, I don't sweat, really. I glow. The back of my nurse's top was wet, <laughs> was wet and it was so hot. I tied my hair in a knot and there's a piece of footage. It's spectacular. And it's all these cops standing with their helmets on and their visors, sweat running down their faces and g standing in front of them. And Someone says to him something like, how long do you think this is going to go on? And he says something like, "Ah, oh, not much longer. It's 80 odd degrees. <laughs> and he's just standing there, a good foot above most of these cops, because he's a big guy. He's really big when you stand next to him. I disappear. Between between him and Lee, I'm like a toothpick. And um, <laughs> it's so funny. And it's true what he says. When you're out there, they don't know how to deal with you. And you watched me. I went down the entire police line. With Freddie, the camera guy, I was on microphone to you, calling them all out, looking for one of them to report the inspector to. But they, they, you know, for me, that they don't know. I know what I'm going to come out with next. I know what I'm doing next. All on camera, being filmed, properly filmed, with a crew, with mics, with the lawyer. We know what we're doing. We know we're collecting evidence. People can't say, you can't film us. When you are recording a crime and gathering evidence of a crime, which this is, we're allowed to record you. So that's your face. That's the date. That's the time. Everything has a paper trail. Everything has an electronic trail. So if you're in a vaccine center, well, an injection center or a test center, or you're a teacher in a building saying, get the injection, it's all recorded. You can't hide because we're not hiding. We're right out, like Jesus said, we're at the front. And, you know, when all this is over, because it will be over one day, and it's only going to be over one of two ways. It's either over because we're all dead, and that's God's will, which I don't believe that is what's going to happen. This is a
0: test. Amen.
1: a test. We're being tested to see if we are indeed God's children or whether we're, we're at Satan's picnic. That's right. So when it does, and it will be over and there will be tribulation and there will be casualties, casualties of war, because this is a spiritual war. We're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting principalities. This will be over. And when it's over, I'm sure that all of us here today, we will be in history. I'll certainly be known as the woman that stood in Trafalgar Square on the microphone. g is going to be rem- remembered because everybody knows who he is. Everyone know who who he is. And, um, you know, I I just want to throw this last little little thing in because it's really funny. There are, through all of this, it is a test, and we will come out of this, but there are some funny bits. And that's why you have to remember that a lot of what they're doing now are just scare tactics. They're using media to try and frighten us. If we remember that in prisons... There's always a lot more prisoners than there are guards. And when you suddenly get the prisoners revolting because they don't like the food or whatever, they quickly overpower the guards. And then there has to be some kind of deal done before they'll step down. It happens all the time. So prisons are done through consent. The prisoners are consenting to accept the time they've done the crime. So. What we're doing is this is a giant prison. G-Sing's correct. We're in a giant prison. We're not free. And we're consenting to it. So they're using the mainstream media. And right now in Australia, you've got you've got thousands, millions of people. And yet they've just said on the news, we've got 300 troops going out with the police, going door to door, telling people to shut their businesses down. The devil is in the detail. They're telling you 300 troops. Is that your best shot? You know, open your businesses and when the first one spots them coming, that's right, get a, a bullhorn, blow it. Yep. Everybody shut the door and book closed. Then when they've passed, open up. It's that simple. And, you know, when you see these idiots on there, well, you know, that what's her name? Jacinta the Hun, that very ugly woman, because politics is Hollywood for ugly people, saying, you know, yes, people, they should have <laughs> ankle bracelets on, offender uh, <laughs> bracelets. Those that have had positive tests. Well, let me tell you the funniest bit that's come out of the last couple of weeks for me. (laughs) Fiona Hine and I are in court on December 6th. Please do contribute to my crowd justice fund because not only am I using it for my six criminal charges, but whatever's left will be used to fight things like this pile of garbage. Um... And some of the evidence that's come out from the police, and don't forget, whenever you're in court for anything, the last two sentences of any police statement is, I feared for my life. That's what they always write on every single, I feared for my life. Really, we feared for our lives when you ran into Trafalgar Square with your helmets on and your batons raised. But one of the pieces of evidence from the police to um, substantiate why we've been arrested for participating in a rally in Trafalgar Square, along with over 20 other speakers and over 40,000 members of the public, was a photograph. And they've ringed a blurry image of myself on the stage, a blurry image of Fiona Rose Diamond, Fiona Hine on the stage, in the background. So we're up in court for taking part in a rally. But then right in the forefront of the picture, on the microphone, nice and crystal clear, and he's not a slim man. It's David Icke speaking at Trafalgar <laughs> Square. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not on trial. And I have no problem with that. But that's the hysteria of it and the nonsense of it. And that's the best that they can come up with to drag us into court for some public health law for a virus, SARS-CoV-2, that's never been proven to exist anywhere. And I believe there's a Canadian man just won his case in court. Because they said no, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. We haven't got evidence of it. So we're up in court, Fiona and I, um, for that. What is that? The best they can do? A middle-aged woman and a slightly younger, better-looking woman, Fiona, up in court for five days. Do you know how much money that costs? Oh yeah, five days at Westminster Court, and I'm hoping there's going to be the biggest crowd there. You know, rent a crowd. Let's get them all out. And I'm sure the media will be there. And it's pathetic. It truly is pathetic. So um, when G-Sing says, you know, don't be afraid, the the best way, I was looking at Mike Lindell, is get out there. If they're going to attack us, we may as well make sure we're out there even more. And actually G-Sing's out tomorrow and we must talk about that. They're out at the Indian embassies all over the world. All over the world tomorrow, and I did a little ditty for him, which I understand has gone really well. It's gone everywhere, apart from someone said, "Is that that bleep who threatened to hang everybody?" I
0: know that's not. <laughs> well, let me, let me, let me, let before before I turn it over to G. Sing to promote that. Uh, You know, you were talking about this. This is a test. Now, the Bible tells us Psalm 11, verse 5 says, The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Now, I was advocating violence a little while ago. I think you were. I think Singh was. But we're doing it in the sense of bringing about justice. We're not looking to be vigilantes. We're trying to do things as peaceful, as lawful as possible. Um, but in the end, you know, when people won't reason that it's, they're out to kill you and it's either you're going to kill them or they're going to kill you one way or the other. We're hopeful, hopeful to solve it through a system of justice. That would be <clears throat> where we give due process where we deal with these kinds of things, but if the people ain 't willing to work around when they 're coming the way that that they 're going to be doing that 's going to be trouble for people and and those who say they 're righteous and they say well i just don 't want to get in into politics i i don 't want to have to deal with all that stuff I just you know that look i don 't want to have to deal with it either i 'm a guy i 've told you i 'm a redneck out in South Carolina. Just leave me alone, just leave me alone. If I haven't killed anybody, if I haven't committed a crime where somebody's actually hurt, just please leave me alone. Let me tell you, if you're a person who sits back like that, Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-six, like a muddied spring or a polluted fountain is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. So don't tell me you're a Christian, but you're going to let the wicked do whatever they're going to do and never call it out, never try to push for prosecution, never call for justice. That's not what a Christian does. A Christian is to be Christ-like, and since Christ is God, he's the second member of the Trinity, the Son of God, he is one who his throne is surrounded by justice. He is holy, too. Now, with that said, G Singh, you've got something going on tomorrow, and I want yeah. to give you a, a chance to promote that. But, you know, I just want to say, man, I know you're a big guy. You're a You're a very a uh, humble guy from what i see and uh, you're a quiet a fairly quiet guy i mean to hear you speaking out you you're you're, go- you're not going to escape any justice i like that i was all about that but but you're you seem to be a very meek man too you i'm sure you could unleash on them like uh like the incredible hulk if you wanted to do that <laughs> but you restrain yourself and you're He's trying to do things him. you're trying to do right. things where you're doing it You know, peacefully to bring about justice. What do you got going on tomorrow that you want to tell people about uh, that's going on over there in England?
2: Yeah, we we have a worldwide uh, protest against Agenda 30. So Agenda 30 is accumulating all global resources, natural resources under one globalist banner. And that will result in, uh, you know, uh, all food, water, air, even air would be taxed and everything would be put under a mega corporation and it will be taken away from people. So you will own nothing. and You know, the so-called saying you will own nothing and you'll be happy. And that would be at the end of Agenda 30. So we have a worldwide protest which will start in Delhi. Uh, So there's uh, two million farmers who are surrounding uh, the Delhi capital and they will initiate Uh, the protest because uh, uh, what we need to tell the world is that over two million people died uh, because of the lockdown last year because the Indian government restricted uh, food uh, from the farmers uh, going to the people and that uh, resulted in uh, two million plus people dying from starvation and that's the reality which we all face if we let this uh, agenda be implemented. So therefore, we will init- uh, the initial protests will start at uh, Delhi and they will surround the Delhi border. Uh, the Indian government at-, at the moment have dug up all the roads and they brought in 50,000 ship containers and they're putting them on the road, filling them up with Uh, With concrete, but let me tell you the tractors, the farming tractors are very useful, they just put chains to these uh, containers and just uh, whiz them away and the protesters go through, so that will happen there, but uh, in solidarity with those people worldwide, so in America every I think everywhere there's a consulate in America, Indian consulate there would be a protest, so it will happen in Europe, it will happen in UK it will happen in Canada, it will happen throughout the world, and this is a protest against agenda 30 and uh, the issue remains no no farmer no food and we need to get as many people as we can to join in because this is not only yes it, it was initiated in Punjab but this is the issue we are all facing we don't want uh you know god-given national resources falling under uh, these fanatic fascists who are completely opposed to uh, humanity as uh, as a whole. so that protest will be uh, initiating in uh, Delhi in Punjab, where they have surrounded the capital. Uh, look, the entire Delhi capital has been surrounded by two million people. They are fighting hand to hand with uh, you know over hundred thousand security personnel. Three thousand people have died fighting there. But there is no media, no international media, willing to report on it. What exactly is happening there? Two million people have died because of starvation because the government has blocked food from reaching to the people. So the situation is there, but this is the same situation we are facing. Now the current situation, which is coming out in UK the supermarkets now openly admitting that they are destroying 50 tons of fresh food every day wow. and the excuse they are giving the excuse they are giving oh there is a shortage of workers uh, you know they all have to isolate because of covid there is no truck drivers they are coming through up they are blaming it on brexit the reality remains the reality remains it is deliberate and it is being systematically planned to hit you at the worst point uh, when the uh, the weather become at the worst because if the weather deteriorates to its worst uh, within uk I think that would be the right place for them to kick in everything altogether, so they wait when there is right time and they think they can hurt you the most. That is the time which I have seen globally when they pull the trigger. And that's the kind of scenario, which I think, which is being prepared uh, in UK as well. So we need to be very clear and the situation would be globally would be exactly the same. They will, they will look for the worst period, uh, you know, where they can strike uh, with the food shortages and they will come very quick. When I mean quick, they will come in a number of days. So, one day you have uh, your stores running. Next day, there would be everything would be shut down. That's how they they uh, stage food shortages and famines uh, throughout the world. And this is a scenario which we now worry very seriously because we have literally supermarkets which are completely, uh, you know empty shows again and again and again while we have, have farmers uh, you know making videos in UK and Europe every day look there we had good harvest this year there's no problem there's no shortage and now the supermarkets have come right, right out in the open look we have to you know destroy 50 tons of food every uh, every day because uh, you know there's a shortage of x y and Z we need to be clear these people plan to kill us.
0: Let me ask you something real quick, and then we'll close out the show. Uh, G Singh, are you going to be going there to Delhi? Are you going to be a part of that tomorrow?
2: Uh, I'm in London, so yeah. That's what I was asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's enough. People. I'm banned, by the way. I'm banned from uh, my visa has been uh, banned from uh, India very long time ago okay. because of my human rights. Okay. But there is somebody who's uh, uh, want to send me to Delhi, and that's Priti Patel, our Home Minister. She wants me to be deported to Delhi, so <laughs> <laughs> with a free ticket.
0: Well, let, let me let me ask you this. If you can send us – I know you guys do posters. you got one behind you there. If you can send yep. us something, I'll put that in the archive. Kate, I'm going to have your crowdfunding, justi- uh, crowd justice funding, whatever that thing is. Uh, I'm going to have that link in there. If you guys want to help Kate out, if you want to uh, support the people there in Delhi who are taking a stand, then we want well, you guys in to do that. They're in London. Oh, they're in they're, London. Yeah. <laughs> there's in america america as well so okay yes. i i misunderstood you said they were doing stuff in delhi so so what it's happening world over it's happening world over. okay i see i see okay so it's happening in america wherever there's an indian consulate
2: in america there's a protest tomorrow okay so if you want to all over go, the world yeah you, if you want to go support us you can come to uh, your nearest indian consulate and there's a protest going on
0: and what time is that going to be it's, uh, it's starting at uh,
2: 12, so that's the time we are looking 12 at.
0: 12 your time. Okay, so that's uh, seven, time, 7 Eastern time, no, which no, is my time. No, no,
2: 12 your time. Oh,
0: 12 so my 12, time.
2: Yeah, 12 yeah and
0: it, it's in
1: London. It's in London. At, I believe it's Holborn G thing where, where yeah, you're going to yeah. be tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be there. Actually, I'm going there tonight. So there's a group who's going to be sleeping out and uh, causing trouble. They're going to start causing trouble in the evening. So I would be there from uh, tonight. So we'll just carry on and we'll see uh, how much we can – how long before they pick us up again.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. um, I have to. Uh, we'll have church in the morning, but uh, we're out right around twelve or so, so something like that, just after or something. So if I'll I can, send you if <laughs> I can, if I can get on and carry it live, I may just do that. Uh, I'll have to get up with you, but uh, G Singh if you've got some links there of somebody who's going to be videoing, mm-hmm. or Kate, if you're going to be there, and mm-hmm. we've got some people providing some video, I don't mind running the show a little bit on. Uh, saturday to get that information out to people so let's keep that in mind guys thank you for staying over guys thank you for joining us on the uh the video platforms and the radio show don't miss bradley at 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central on sonsoflibertymedia.com guys have a great weekend a great lord's day hopefully 6 a.m comes on monday and we'll be back with you then see ya.